feelings of the breath constantly changing. Our moods constantly changing. It's dry and bright. You might feel the glorious spring or the ghastly heat when it's changed and the weather's rainy, we might feel, oh, grim and damp, grey. We might feel, ah, blessed spring rain, how beautiful, how fine. Moods change. Perceptions change. Sensations of the body constantly change. And the development of, of insights, development of, of a, a continu continuity of awareness, then the, the attention is deliberately withdrawn from dwelling upon like and dislike. Refraining from investing in what we prefer, what we fear. But instead, noticing the quality of change. Comfort changes to discomfort, changes to comfort again. Like changes to dislike, changes to liking again. So we're noticing the quality of change, changingness itself, a fluidity of experience, and that which knows the change, this is the Buddha wisdom, the quality of vijja, Being that awake, knowing. Being that very awareness receives the patterns of change, knows them, lets them go, impartially. Receives them with an open heart, knows them, lets them go. In the same way the breath enters the body, the body receives the oxygen, releases the carbon dioxide, and is sustained in its life by the exchange. The Buddha said, mindfulness is the path to the deathless, heedlessness is the path to death. The mindful never die, the heedless are as if dead already. So that quality of awake, aware, mindful knowing, in this respect, this is the life source. This is truly being alive, is the mind awake to this present reality. The mindful never die. When the heart is truly awake, knowing, it's not born into all of the beginnings and endings. 
the risings and passings. It knows the flow of change, but is not identified with it. So as these bodies come and go from this hall, as we sit here, listening, feeling, attending, and training the heart to embody this quality of receptive, unbiased, open awareness. Taking everything in, knowing it, letting it all go. When what arises in terms of our thoughts or feelings, memories laden with regret, sadness about something that we've done in the past or has happened in the past, laden with sadness about the state of the world, stress in the environment, The most helpful way to, to use these patterns of experience is to know them without added commentary. If we remember something painful that we've done in the past, let's let that pain be felt. There's no need to create a story or create guilt or blame or excuses is to feel that wave of sadness. The less storying around it, the better. To sustain it as a wordless felt experience. And then that painful feeling informs, illuminates our appreciation of the world right now, guides our actions, in the present and the future. Similarly, concerns for the, the people, the world around us, the planet. To open the heart, to appreciate, to apprehend, to receive those patterns of experience. And again, to to train the mind to not create storying, getting lost in shoulds and shouldn'ts, how it ought to be, how it might be, what it might turn into. Instead, just to let the heart be open, to feel what is present as it takes shape, to know it, and to let that felt experience inform our understanding, inform our, our appreciation and our actions. In my own experience of working with these areas, the less wordy the mind is around 
difficult emotions, the more effectively the heart can receive them, digest them, know them. And then to use the intensity, the strength of that feeling to help inform and guide skillful action, skillful attitudes. Primarily, letting go of self-view around the past, the present, the future. Not creating it as my story, my stuff, my responsibilities. And the I-making and mind-making, ahankara, mamankara, when that's dropped, then we find our life, our actions, our words, our attitudes, can respond most skillfully. Our heart knows when to be quiet, when to speak, when to act, when to be still. <laughs> 